Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Welcome aboard. We're excited to be here for another live broadcast on Friday, May 26, 2023, with Pastor Joseph Ferrara coming to you from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Brother Joseph, I think you're in the best state in America that anybody could be in. You've got a governor over there that loves the children. He loves freedom. And... Um, I tell you what, that's where I would go if I moved back to America. Probably go back, to, go to Florida. That seems like the last man standing. Yeah, there's been a, a big lot of people come down here. That's what I hear. Well, yeah. Welcome aboard, my friend. You want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Sure. Thank you. Good hearing your voice, Father. We thank you, Lord, that in the faith, Lord from the Bible of Genesis to Revelation. Today, Lord, as we look into your word, this is a great day, uh, Pentecost, Lord. They uh, celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, and, Lord, that all started in the Old Testament. And we know when we read the Bible, 
The old is in the new, the new is in the old. And today is, uh, we call it holidays. Uh, today is a feast day. Lord, it's Pentecost, and uh, we have the opportunity. Uh, one of the great blessings of Pentecost is the harvest, the harvest of people coming into God. And uh, Jesus is God. So we want to bring you today to God. And his name is Jesus. We have God the Father, God Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and we have the Holy Spirit of God. And we ask for his help today, because we can do nothing without him. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and help us today. We ask for that power that you gave on the day of Pentecost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You said you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I pray, Lord, that you come upon us, Holy Spirit, and uh, empower us. Anoint us to preach. Lord, anoint us to teach. I pray that you open up the scriptures today and give us revelation what you're giving the world today. Lord, fresh bread this morning. As people wake up, as people go to work, as people are out, Lord, side in the yard, listening, Lord, to this broadcast today, we pray that you bless this one hour now, Lord Jesus. Uh, we pray for a great harvest of people to come to Jesus in this hour. We thank you for Omega Man Radio, that you continue to bless it, Lord, that it bear much fruit for the kingdom of God, and we seek you first, the kingdom of God in your righteousness, and all the things that we need in life will be added unto us. If we put you first, Lord, all the things in life that we need, that is your will, you will provide for us according to your word. As we, uh, as we have our house in order, as we uh, learn and get everything in order, these are great blessings that you have promised us in your word. So, Lord, I pray, continue to pray, as we always do for the missionaries in Mozambique, that you would pour out your spirit and help our brothers and sisters that are laboring there with divine protection of angels and of warring angels, Lord, as they battle. We pray that uh, you provide much food and water for the people there and for the orphans. There's a lot of orphans there. And, Lord, we pray that you bind up the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy and, and uh, persecute Christians. We pray for the outpouring of the Spirit today upon all those ministries to meet that great need, O oh Lord God, that the, the well is deep. And you said, come and have a drink of water. You told the woman, you will never be the same once you have a drink of this water. And, Lord, people today will never be the same again. This will be the great day of their life as uh, salvation and... ...angelistic ministry that reaches the world. This great light, you said, let your light shine. Lord, this is a great light that is shining today, and we pray for your blessings for all the orphans, and Lord, for those that uh, right now in the church, Lord, we pray that you pour out your spirit 
upon the widows and help them, Lord Jesus. And like I always pray today, Lord, that I pray if there's people uh, hurting, people that are sick and afflicted, people that need miracles, Lord, as we preach the gospel, Lord, as we preach the gospel, the good news, I believe if you put your faith in God, if you put your faith in his son, Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you stand in faith with us today, and you ask for healing. You ask God to give you a touch of strength. You ask God to deliver you from any addictive problem in your life. I believe it is possible. You know why? Because this is chapter in the book of Luke. It, it's uh, in the chapter of Luke where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to open up the blind eyes, to set people free that are in bondage or in chains, to preach the acceptable time of the Lord. This is the acceptable time of the Lord. This is the time to get saved. This is the time of grace. I ask you a question. Everybody out there, are you saved? Do you belong to Jesus? Are you right with God? There is only one way, and we will tell you today what God has to say. In Jesus' name, we pray for a great outpouring today of the Holy Spirit on this great day that was Pentecost. We celebrate it today. We also pray today because it is uh, the Feast of Pentecost. We pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that people will ask God for the baptism, and many people will be filled with the Holy Ghost and power, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit given utterance. Now this goes to all nations. In Jesus' name, we pray for the anointing now. On every heart that is listening, break every yoke, Jesus. Deliver and set free as we exalt you. You said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We lift you up, Jesus. You are the answer. You are the answer to all problems, all troubles, all trials, tribulations. You are the answer, Lord. And we look to you today. And we all agree in prayer. Amen. Amen. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the way that the Father hath made. That the Father hath made, I will rejoice, I will rejoice, and be glad in it, and be glad in it.
This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has me. We give you praise. We give you praise, Jesus, the great high priest that's praying for us right now as we go on the air. Jesus is praying for us. He's in heaven. He's the great high priest. He's praying for you now to come to him. In the name of Jesus, we have great expectancy today in faith, believing God. And just remember before we get started, John 14, 6, Jesus said to the world, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Before we get started, let's get one thing clear. Jesus said that he's the way, He's the truth, and he's the life. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to have your sins forgiven. There is no other way. And whatever people tell you, there is no other way. Because you're going to meet Jesus when it's time for you to depart from this earth. And you're going to stand before him. And you're going to give account for what you've done in this earth with your life. And Jesus has given you great opportunity today. He says in his word, if you hear the word of God, receive it. Do not harden your heart. So here we go. I'm in the book of Hebrews 11, and we're talking about the great God of faith. God is faith. God works by faith. Faith pleases God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So this is the beginning of the mind of God. The Word of God is the mind of God. This is the way God thinks. There's many books in the Bible, 66, and you got the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. You got the book of Psalms that talks about all songs that David sang and others sang in the Word of God. You got history in the Bible. You got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You got the book of Revelation that God gave to John, the, the uh, Saint, Saint John, the apostle, to write the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we see here that God was in the beginning. God always was. God always will be. God had no creator. He is the creator of all things. He always was. And he always will be. We know him as Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. And we know him by that name. God has many names. That's just one of them. So he is a great God. And uh, he moves by faith. He moves by faith. So he is uh, sharing today, as the writer writes in Hebrews, we call it the chapter of faith. Hebrews 11, for by it the elders obtained a good report. A good report is because they moved by faith. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
Let's go over that again. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Through faith, we understand. God wants you to have understanding. Above all, it says in the Bible, get understanding about what you hear and about what you read. God wants us to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So he wants us to understand. And uh, people will tell you other things than the Word of God, but you have to tell them what it says in the Word of God. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God had in his mind to create the worlds. That was in his mind. And he spoke it by faith. Believing that what he had in his mind would come to pass. And that is the way God moves. You see? And that's the way we move. And that's the way you're going to move today. All of you that do not have God in your lives, and all of you that are not practicing uh, being a Christian, all of you that need salvation, it takes faith. It takes faith to believe. And God believed what he spoke out of his mouth. And it came to pass, it says here, and by faith, in verse 4, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Why? Because it was offered by faith, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? He walked with God. He heard God. He did what God said by faith. By faith. We're getting closer and closer now to that scripture about what pleases God. So that's the testimony that Enoch had, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Next scripture. What does it say? Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So do you believe God today what you hear? Are you going to believe God with your faith that God gives to you? Everybody has a measure of faith that has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Today it's going to take faith for you to come to God and to believe that he is and that what you believe will happen in your life. That's the way it works. That's the way God works with man. God wants us to believe his report. His report 
of what he planned for the human race. So how how do you get into heaven? How do you get saved? You hear that many times. Are you saved? And that is in the Bible. Are you saved? So what does that mean? Are you saved? It means that you need to come to God before you pass away. So that you can be saved. Just like a man is drowning in the sea. And you see that he's putting up his hand and uh, his head is going in the water, and you see uh, his hand going down, and you're driving by, and you got a, a boat out there in the water. You got a motor on that boat, and you're motoring, and uh, what do you got? You're going to send them out the lifeline. You're going to send out the lifeline to that man that is dying, and he's not saved from death. He's on his way to die. But you, with your compassion for that man, want to save him. So what are you going to do? You're going to throw him out a lifeline, and that with that last hand that is up, he's going to grab hold of that lifeline, and that lifeline is going to hold him up, and he's going to be able to float or swim back to the boat and get on the boat and be saved. So... You liken that unto salvation. There's many people today that are out in the deep sea and they're in sin. And they're looking for a way, they're looking for hope, and they're drowning in their lives in their sins. And God has provided a way for them to be saved from their sins and to have the victory in their life instead of drowning in their sins and uh, going to a place, a dark place of suffering and torment for all eternity with no way out and no second chance where all uh, the uh, demons are in the fallen angels and Satan will be someday and that's where uh, everybody is going to go that has not received Jesus, you see, because Jesus is the lifeline. Jesus is the way to life. And yes, you have been born through your mother and father, the Bible teaches. But you also have to understand that when you were born, Psalm 139 teaches that God formed you in your mother's womb. Your mother and father came to, to, together, and uh, God made you in your mother's womb. He formed you. If you read Psalm 139, you will read that. And um, I didn't know that until after I got saved and I started to get some knowledge in the Bible. And uh, I never knew that God was working in my father and mother and that God was forming me as a, a, a very, very small infant uh, child in my mother's womb. I never knew that. But I got the revelation one day and understood that God always had his hand on my life. Now, now, even greater than that, that God knew us all even before he created the foundation that we just read about, the foundation of the world, that God already knew who we were. And God already wrote books about us, and they're in heaven. And they must be completed. 
And that's the books of life. You got books of life, you got books of death. You got the Lamb's Book of Life is what where all the saved are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So you see today, it's not hard to understand. I just gave you an example of a man dro uh, drowning in the sea and somebody throwing out the lifeline. Well, that might be your brother. That might be your sister, your cousin, your aunt. That might be your father, might be your mother. That might be your wife. That might be your children that are dying out there in the sea of life. And the sea of life is sin. That's where sin is. That's how we're created. When we are born in sin, we come out of our mother's womb. And uh, that's the picture of the world. And many are in that. And they have their arm up and they're looking for a way to get saved from drowning in their sins. And Jesus is the lifeline. So I point you to Jesus today, and he will save you from your sins. The Bible teaches that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So you can look at it this way again. The first Adam, Adam and Eve, they fell in disobedience to God, they were told not to eat of the tree. There was the tree, and they disobeyed God, and they ate of it, and they fell into sin. So we were all there with Adam and Eve. We were in Adam and Eve. The whole human race was in Adam and Eve. So every child that is born is born with the sin of the first Adam. His name was Adam and Eve. Now, the Word of God teaches that Jesus became the second Adam. Now, he was not defeated by the devil. He conquered the devil at the cross, and he is called the second Adam, and that's who you want in your life. You want Jesus Christ, the conqueror. You want Jesus Christ, who became victorious, over the devil at the cross and defeated him and all his demons and hell itself, that you would not have to go there. And he paid it in full, and it's already done. All you have to do is believe it by faith, and you're saved by grace. All right? You can't work your way into it. You can't do a lot of good works and tell God someday as you stand before God that I'm a good person and I deserve heaven because I did all these good works in hell. You can't be saved, okay, because you're a good person. Many people speak more highly of themselves than they really are because when God looks at us, he looks at us as a created being in sin. That's the way God sees us, and the penalty of sin is death. So God is the Savior. He wants to save us from the penalty of death, and he wants to give us eternal life. And that's the gift that Jesus gives, eternal life. So how does that come about? Well, right now, I read to you in uh, verse 6 of chapter 11, the chapter of faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay? So you're going to be diligently seeking God today, and you're going to come up, and you're going to put your faith in what God did for you, and that you're going to come to him, and he's going to reward you with salvation. That is your part, and that is to believe what I preach today from the Word of God. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And that means that what you hear from the Bible, and what you put your faith in it, it will happen. It will come to pass. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So how will you hear without a preacher? And how will a preacher preach unless he be sent? And how can a preacher be sent unless God sends him and that God gives him the message? So the message today from this preacher, Pastor Joe and Joanne, is salvation. Salvation in Jesus Christ. I ask you a question before. Are you saved? Are you saved? Today is a holiday in God. It's a blessing of one of the feasts of Pentecost, and that started all the way back in the book of Leviticus, where we read, and then we see that Moses went up to the mountain, and he received the tablets, the uh, Ten Commandments from God, and the fire was up there, and then uh, thousands of years later, the fire comes in the day of Pentecost, upon 120 Christians that were seeking God and being obedient to what God told them to do, and go to the upper room and wait until you be endued with power. That is the power of the Spirit of God. Okay? So that's what you're going to receive today. You're going to receive the power of God. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Some people call Him the Holy Ghost. But today they call him the Holy Spirit. He's God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. He moved upon the waters. In the beginning, the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. To as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. To as many believe in his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. So, what is the Word of God asking you to believe? To be saved. Okay? There's many teachings out there. Excuse me for a minute. There's many teachings out there that people are preaching and teaching that there's another way to God and there's another way to heaven. But Jesus said there's only one way. All right? So here's another one to get understanding. You got two heavyweights and you got the heavyweight crown. And this is in sports. And this, these heavyweights are going to fight. They're going to fight for the crown. 
to be the greatest fighter on earth in the heavyweight division. So what do they do? They work out for months. They deny themselves. They go somewhere in camp, and they do the most exercises that really uh, uh, train them for fighting, train their mind, train their bodies, and then the day comes when uh, their manager says, Joe, it's time to get in the ring with your contender. With your contender. So we are contenders for the faith. If you look in the book of Jude, uh, chapter 1, he is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He grew up with Jesus Christ. He always did not believe that Jesus Christ was the Savior of the world. But as he grew and as he saw his life, as he saw his miracles, signs, and wonders, as he saw people being raised from the dead in his ministry, he started to believe, and eventually he became a believer, and God had him write the book of Jude, and it says in the first verse, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So you see, there's contention. People say, I have the way, I found the way. The church, the early church was called the way. And they just followed the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guided and led their lives as they surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, and they built the church with Jesus Christ. And that's 2,000 years ago, and the church is still going, and the same message the message hasn't changed. It's the same yesterday, it's the same today, and it's the same forever. And the message is Jesus Christ crucified. That's why God put Jesus on a cross up on a hill called Calvary. They also called it Golgotha. And Jesus, after being whipped many times, for our healing and suffering in the garden, suffering all night up in a trial, being punched by over a hundred soldiers, many more punched him and made uh, made uh, uh, fun of him and spit in his face and put a crown on his head and plaited it in his into his head and made mockery of him. And then scrooged him and beat him half to death, blood all over the place. Then he told him to carry his cross down the hill of Golgotha. The hill to Golgotha, down the road of the Via Dolorosa, the road of suffering, he carried it. 
and he got some help from some man. They called Cephas to help him carry his cross because he was falling all the time from exhaustion. He had no sleep, food, drink. They left him dry to carry his cross. And they wanted him to make it to the hill so they had somebody help him so they could crucify him. The Roman soldiers on the top of the hill. This was God's plan. It was not done in secret. It was done openly before the whole world. And it's written in the Word of God, the Bible, and it's written in history books that this really happened. God did not hide it. God showed the whole world the cross. And Jesus hung on the cross before the whole world. And he spoke to his father above him as he hung on the cross. And he interceded for the Jews and the Gentiles that they would be saved. And he forgave his enemies. And said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. There was two thieves on the cross beside him. One was saved, the other was not saved. Many things happened while Jesus hung on the cross. He told his disciple, John, John, take care of your mother, Mary. Jesus gave up the ghost and he said it is finished. Jesus finished the work that he had to do from his father. And he's not going to do it again. And we believe it by faith. All those that believe have received salvation, have received redemption. Now we go to the book of Romans, the book of Romans, and we look at chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And we see here the burden that Paul the Apostle who was a Jew, had for his own people. And he wanted them to be saved. Isn't that like you and me that want our loved ones saved? We do not want them to keep drowning in their sins. And we want them to go to heaven. We don't want them to go to hell. Well, that's the way Paul felt about his own people. A nation. Before he met Jesus, he was persecuting the church. He was having Christians killed. And then God changed his heart. And gave him a heart of love for people. And a love for God. You see, that's what God does. That's what salvation does. That's what the good news does. God changes our inward parts. He says in his word in the book of Ezekiel that he'll give us a new heart. New heart. Not a stony heart, but a heart of flesh. 
where we will have compassion on people, even our enemies. Now, that can only happen with regeneration, when God changes our inward parts, if, if we choose to do it and deny our old nature, which we call the flesh. We make decisions every day as Christians to either love or not to love because it's in us. The power is in us. And we, Jesus crucified that flesh on the cross. We were all crucified with Christ when he took our sins in him, on him at the cross. So this was the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. You see, now we come to the word knowledge. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They had knowledge. They had zeal in their knowledge, but it was not righteousness. It was not right before God. So Paul is saying they have to change. They have to change their way, and they have to do it God's way. And that's what life in Christ is all about. It's a turnaround. It's a turnaround. It's a turn from sin. It's a turn to God. It's a decision that I make a commitment today with my life, body, soul, and spirit, and I choose to give my life to God to get this great salvation that Jesus bought for me with his blood at Calvary. Then he goes on to say, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. There's a lot of people out there today doing it their way and think that because they do it religiously and do it their way, that they're going to make it to heaven. And it's not true. There's only one way. There's only one way, and our righteousness is found in a person and a man called Jesus Christ, and he's God. He's God. And when we receive him, we become the righteousness of Christ. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. See, you've got to put your faith in action. You have to put your faith in Jesus Christ today. That he loves you and he's given you an opportunity today. He's given you an open door. He's knocking on your heart and saying to you, let me come in today, and I will talk to you. Give me your life. 
For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above. John the Baptist said what? Every good and perfect thing comes from above. Every gift comes from above. I must decrease, he must increase. John the Baptist was the forerunner for Jesus Christ. Back in those days, they had forerunners for kings. Well, John the Baptist was born six months, and the plan for him was to bring the king to the people and say, this is God, this is the Messiah, this is the one that you've been waiting for, and John baptized Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and all places started to change because he was called into cities. He was called called into towns. He was called into Jerusalem. He was called into Judea. He was called into all the places where he lived. This is why he was called to preach the good news, to preach the word. That's what Jesus did while he was on earth. And that's what we do. We are disciples of Christ. We're doing the same thing that they did 2,000 years later. Must be a pretty good thing because it's lasted over 2,000 years. Millions and millions are in heaven today because they came to the living God. You will read that in the book of Revelation that people of all nations will be in heaven worshiping the king. Listen, he's the king of all kings. The king of every nation. You see, all the nations of the world are going to fall. But the kingdom of God is eternal. You see, his nation will never crumble. His nation will never fall. And he is the stone that the builders rejected, the head of the cornerstone. He is the head of your life. The Bible says that he will crush us, but those that do not receive him will be crushed without remedy because they didn't receive the Christ, the anointed one. Listen, time is short. The signs are all over the world. It's getting short. Jesus is coming back soon. You have to be ready. You have to be ready to meet Jesus, or else you're not going to make it. You're going to be left behind, and you're going to be destroyed. You see, life is a very precious thing that has been given to us by God. And we live in this hour. And he said, because he loves us so much, Acts 2, 17 through 19, 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's what he's doing right now. He's pouring his spirit out upon you so you have the opportunity to be saved. That's why God has given man this technology that the word can go into all the world and people can preach the gospel so that people can be saved and not lost. You see, this is the heart of God. God the Father says, I do not want one person to perish and go to hell. That's the heart of God. The heart of God is love. The heart of God is love. And look what they did to his son. But God raised up his son. Just like Jesus said, you kill me, I'll be back in three days. And God the Father blew into Jesus with the breath of God. And Jesus got up and defeated Satan, took the keys of hell, death, and the grave, and conquered him, contending for the faith. And he said, it's over now for you. It's over for you. I am the king. You cannot kill anybody anymore. I am the king. And those that put their faith in me, they belong to me, and they're my children, they're my sons, they're my daughters. They belong to my great army in heaven, and I will send them out upon all the earth, and they will be like an army running to and fro in order every place I sent them. With one message, Jesus Christ crucified for the world. That's it. That's it. That is the message for everybody of every nation, of every tongue, of every color that God created. That is the message. We are all of one blood. We are all of Christ. That's the only way. That's what it says here. Romans 10 we're not going to ask Jesus to come back down from above because he's not going to come. He came 2,000 years ago. He became a man. He was God. He always was God. And he became a man and came down here and showed us the way and died on the cross. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. No. It was done once, and it's not going to happen again. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. The word is very close to you right now. And what is it saying to you? Even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now you have the faith. You heard the message. Jesus Christ loves you so much for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever went to the cross and he took your sins upon him 
and he suffered for your sins, and he paid for your sins with his blood and his body, and then he rose again from the dead, and he conquered Satan, and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's ascended on high. We celebrate the resurrection, and we celebrate the ascension. Acts chapter 1. The angel said, why do you look up? He's coming back the same way. Be ready. Jesus has come to you today. Are you ready, my friend, to meet him? When you pass, are you ready to meet him? There's only one way. And the word of God says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all them that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm going to help you call upon the Lord. In the book of Acts, the man said, how can I do this? What am I reading about? He said, I need help. And he came to Christ because Philip helped him. I'm going to help you to receive Christ because I love you and this is the way. We help one another. We love one another. We love our neighbor. I want you to go to heaven. That's love. So I'm going to say a prayer from the Bible, from Romans chapter 10. It's all scriptural. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. This is the beginning of your life in Christ. To be born again. You've already been born with your mother and father. But this is a birth that you must do. Jesus said. To a very spiritual man. You must be born again. It's a must. Because you can't see the kingdom. Without being born of the spirit. So all those that want Jesus Christ right now, say this prayer with me. Committing your life to Jesus, you will never be the same. Just say this prayer with me right now by your faith that you have. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now and I believe that I am a sinner. And I ask that you forgive me of my sins. All my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I ask that you wash my sins away right now. I repent. I change my mind the way I'm living my life. 
and I turn to you. Jesus Christ. I turn to you right now. In Jesus' name, I believe that you died for my sins and that you're sitting on the right hand of the Father. I confess it with my mouth. And I believe it in my heart. And your word tells me that I shall be saved from the torments of hell, from the punishment of hell, for my sins, because you died for my sins. I say it right now, God the Father, remember you're saying this prayer. Say it now to God the Father. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and to be my personal Lord and to be my Savior. And if you sincerely said that prayer, you made a commitment and you are born again. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Get yourself a Bible. A good place to start is in the book of John. And as you pray and seek God, ask God in time to guide and lead you into a church. A full gospel church where they're preaching the gospel. Where they're preaching the word. This is the greatest moment of your life. You are born again. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now you are a saint. You have been forgiven. By grace you are saved through faith. And now your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is the gift of salvation, which is Jesus Christ, that you have received today. I pray for you now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you seal this into their hearts. Everyone that confessed you today, according to your word, you see, this is the way of righteousness. You not only died, but you rose again from the dead, and you're taking record right now in heaven, and you're writing their names in the book of life. Until next time, it's been a great blessing to be with you today. This is Pastor Joe and Joanne. We love you, and have a great life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Great word today. What shall we title this for the archive, my friend? Today is the day of salvation. I love it. My friend, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. We love you. Yes, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, brother. I love you, brother. God love, bless. Love you, too. That's right, folks. Monday is Memorial Day weekend. Let's say this. We'll be right back. <laughs>